Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. What up, y'all? This is Ray Daniels, the culture referee. Let's get to it. And this is the God Show, which stands for Goats and Underdogs. Um, so... A lot is going on. It's Monday. Um, so a lot has happened over the weekend. Um, one of the things I wanted to discuss was Drake. What are you okay. making that face Let's for? Let's go. Um, Drake has like broke a bunch of records. Okay. But I think like one of the biggest ones, and I was kind of waiting for this. I know he would do it. He um, beat the Beatles for the most number one hits. That's fire. Congratulations to Drake. Go Drake. Um, so that means he has more... Hits than Kanye West Yeah Probably so Um I don't ever argue Who has the hits Uh I mean If we being I argue culture And Drake is cultural As fuck by the way He's like huge in the culture Um Can we just talk about The fact that Kanye West had 50,000 people Show up to hear an album They paid To show up to hear an album Like like what they call it Listening parties mm-hmm. Are supposed to be free He's had people pay To come be a part of Hearing an album That's culture And that's power I was wondering about that Because I was like I so. think that I think I think the two most I think in the last 10 years The two most cultural things That two art, artists Have ever done Is two of them When Beyonce dropped her album that, that one that she dropped With no promotion No nothing that fucked the world up. Change After everything. that, everybody start dropping the album, giving themselves like a week, not even announcing the album's coming. Um, and the second one is Kanye's listening party. I think it changed the way people look at releasing music. So would you suggest artists kind of what what what? Because those are two kind of complete opposites. Like no, Beyonce, they, 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 they are they are disruptors. Like. Before Beyonce, everybody had to like get the album ready, set it up, video, short, long runway. Beyonce was like, fuck that album drop. It changed it. Everybody does it. Kanye literally said, I'm doing a listening party tonight. Tickets on sale. And I think it's going to change the way people start releasing music, in my opinion. Um, Did you go to Kanye West's show? Yeah. I went to the one in um the, the first two in Atlanta and I went to the one in Miami. The one in Miami was incredible because... Um, I was in a, a booth, but I just remember, you know, let me give you something about people. People don't necessarily like to give their peers props, right? So, like, I grew up on Hove, so he's the greatest to me, right? But um, I was in the music business by the time Drake came. So, Drake was, he's incredible, but I never saw him the way I saw Hove because I re- I knew his managers. I saw it come up. I remember when it was like he was in Interscope, we was in Interscope, and, you know, you just see him differently. So I say that to say that people don't like to give people props that come from their class. Kanye is the, to me, he is the artist that has like changed that because I remember being at the Don the Two listening party in Miami and I remember seeing like Rick Ross, Timbaland, Puff, Elon Musk was in there. You know, you've seen CEO Def Jam, Tunji, shout out to Tunji, seeing all these people in his room that was in different rooms that were there to hear a project from this man. 
like, bro, I just don't think people understand like how crazy that is. No, like, that is completely like, crazy. Like, 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 these are people that came before him and some came after him. And they're still here like he's the GOAT. Like, damn. That's incredible to me. Like, because you don't usually get props from people your age. You don't usually get props from your class. You usually get props from the people behind you. It's rare that someone who grew up next to you call you the GOAT. That's what made Michael Jordan and LeBron so ill. Like, their peers say he's the GOAT. Like, not the people that came after them. The people that came before, the people that came during, and the people that came after said, you're the GOAT. That's incredible. Do you watch basketball like that? Yeah, I'm in the sports like crazy. Okay, so LeBron just signed a $97 million deal by extension with the Lakers. Okay. Do you know why he's doing that? I, I mean, I would assume because he wants to stay in L.A. Yes, you know why? Because he's trying to take over. He wants to play with little Bronny. He nah, that's not why he's standing in L.A. They're trying to get them on the same that's team. Not why he's he not, that's, that's not why he's goal. trying to stand. That's so why, that is answer? his goal, but that's not why he's standing. I mean, you got to look at it from the standpoint of the psyche of someone like himself. Like, you come from Cleveland, you come from Ohio. You know, you go to Ohio, you get drafted by the team in Ohio, you don't win there, so you feel like you got to learn how to win. Okay, you go to Miami to learn how to win from Pat Riley, Wayne Wade, boom, leave that. Then you learn how to win, and then you go back home, and you won one for them. At that moment, it's over for everybody else. I've done it all. I gave my home. I learned how to win, and then I gave my home team a, uh, a championship. Now I'm going to go do what I want to do, which is why he went to LA. Now I'm going to go take over the world. So That's what do you what think is next for him? I mean, I, whatever it is, it's probably businesses and the people that he's doing business with are built in, are, are in LA. That's what I would say. Who do you, you think is going to win the championship next year? Golden State again. I love Steph Curry. That's my favorite player of all time. Oh. God, oh, light skin stuff. Nah, nah, he just changed the game. Like, LeBron didn't change the game. He changed the perception of the players in the game. Steph Curry changed the game. He literally changed the game too. He forced people to change the way they were putting teams together. People were making LeBron changed yeah, against and, and LeBron I, and, James. And some, no, no, that's bullshit. See, this is why you, y'all couldn't come LeBron, out with, who's LeBron was making teams to compete. He was the, people weren't making teams to compete with him. He was making teams to compete with people because he wasn't winning. Who he was trying to compete against? The Boston Celtics. Who was Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce? They was busting his ass. Ray Allen was he? You know they was beating his ass. Like he was he was. Don't get me wrong, it's cool, but he changed the game to me for the worse because he made it AAU ball rather than you know playing with pride but you know some people are cool with that but that's why I like Steph he stayed with the same team he got drafted from he won with the same guys that he got drafted with bro he changed the game he he to me is to me he's not is my my order is Jordan LeBron and then Steph I swear he's that good dog dog this is not a sports podcast but we want to talk about it bro like People are only shooting threes at the rate they're doing right now because of him. Centers are shooting, shooting threes now. Everybody has to have a three-point shot because of him. What does everybody have to have because of LeBron? Everything be a well-rounded player. Wait, no, you got to have a super team around you to compete with LeBron. But with Steph, you got to have... Steph just made it where you had to have a J. And for years, if you're a real NBA fan, for years, they would say, you can't win championship with jump shots. That was the saying. Like, defense win championships and you're never going to win with jump shots. He changed that. Come on, man. Get that man his props. I think KD actually changed the basketball game for the worse, but I'll leave that 
for a whole nother day because he's the he was a traitor. He went to the people who literally whooped his ass and then started the next season playing for those people. Okay, so here is the problem. Once again, you spoke without knowing what you're talking about. Here's the truth. We give Katie a lot of flack for going to the Golden State Warriors. But he was Batman. Westbrook was Robin. But Westbrook wanted to be Batman. So if you're KD, you have to look at the scope and say to yourself, I can't win with this guy. Mind you, nobody has won with Westbrook, by the way. LeBron is on Westbrook's team right now, and he they ain't even make the playoffs. So let's be clear. No one has been able to win with Westbrook at all. KD, who is a, who is a basketball purist, went to go to a team that was all about basketball. Like, if you know anything about basketball, there's no team better to watch than the Golden State Warriors. No, 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 no. He went to he went to the place where he can play his game the best and win. Like, if you watch basketball, there's no team that's more fun to watch, more pure to watch than the Golden State Warriors. If you watch basketball, like no team this like you got to look at like this. You also say he went to this team. But guess what? The, The best player on the team. Took a back seat to him. He didn't go ride their coattail. He came and took over and did it. And he did he did the same thing LeBron did. What's the difference? Miami wasn't in the finals the year before LeBron went. Cause cause Boston had OG players that was like, we don't want to play with you. We want to bust your ass. LeBron's my favorite underdog, I must say. And he turned himself into a goat. Now <clears throat> Steph Curry is an underdog. LeBron is not. LeBron started as an underdog. The dude runs the world right now. He runs the world. First of all, he runs the world from the jump. He called himself King James from the jump. He runs the world from the jump. He was the king from the minute he came out. Steph came out. He was drafted eight out of Golden State. Don't forget, Blake Griffin was the number one draft pick rookie of the year. Steph was just shooting, shooting, shooting. And then he just started getting so good at shooting. That he just changed the world. Like, come on, man. You, it's, it's, not even, it's not even close. The only thing that made LeBron's underdog was how he came up. Not having a father. not have, But he was so great at what he did. And he was, the, he was considered the best basketball player that they've ever seen at that age. At that point, guess what happens? All you got to do is honor your gift. And he honored his gift. He is the greatest at honoring his gift by far. But Steph is just different. How did he honor his gift? Because he could Did you ever seen that documentary On that one guy uh, Lenny he, he was like the guy That was ranked ahead of LeBron And um, and LeBron LeBron beat him And now he's like overweight He's not in the NBA And he was like Ranked ahead of LeBron And Carmelo He didn't honor his gift He was trying to get paid From his gift See some people think Honoring your gift Means getting money from it That's not honoring your gift Honoring your gift means Every day waking up Being the best at what you do Every day, not leaving nothing on the table. That's honoring your gift. LeBron is so good now that he well, he had no choice but to be a billionaire. He had no choice but to be what he was because he honored his gift. Some guys use their gift to, to get over on people or use their gift. To, yeah, I'm the best. Give me some money. LeBron wasn't with that. He was like, I'm going to focus on basketball. And I rank him number two all time. I, I rank him number two all time. But I'm just saying, like, Steph is right there at number three to me. So I can't, I won't argue with you on that one. Um, so we got some really, really exciting news. So JD and Diddy will be doing a versus live in They're Atlanta. They're not doing a versus. 
a versus style concert. They're gonna do a battle, not a versus. Nobody's fucking with versus right now until they play t- pay Timbaland and Swiss beats. Hashtag pay Timbaland and Switch beats. Swiss, not Switch beats. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um. So, who is going home with that one? The the win. Who do you think is gonna have more hits under their belt? JD has more hits than Puff hits. Puff, I agree with Puff you. has been associated with more success than JD though. Puff has culture. So Puff has but culture. But JD has like the Atlanta culture. He was very standard yeah, but, on top but what of I'm that. Sa- what I'm saying is that Puff has records that are playing right now that were playing 20 years ago. Like if you're in a club and they drop, who shot you? You still get the same reaction. Puff has culture. JD has hits. I always go with culture, but JD from the South Side, so we riding with him. There's no way everybody in Atlanta is from the South Side. There's no He's way. from the South Side. <laughs> he's from the South Side. JD is. Did you go up with him? No, he's older than me. Oh, I don't. He's I older don't than me. Um, so Usher said that Confessions was one of the most toxic R&B records of all time. Do you agree or disagree? No. What I don't do you think? It was think? Toxic. What do you think? Was the most toxic R&B record of all time Donnell Jones Where I Wanna Be I thought it was Secret Lovers But that's a good one No, nah, Donnell Jones Where I Wanna Be To me was kinda toxic Cause it was like He had this girl That he loved That he, went, he grew up with And all of a sudden He wanna start Fucking around So he started Fucking around on her And then when he realized She was messing with somebody He came to the window And started singing to her Like come back home I think that's a little toxic for me that's a lot of toxic for me. I would say Donald Jones where I want to be. Because Usher Confessions to me was just like, I fucked up. It was like storytelling. I fucked up. I hope it's cool, but I fucked up. I'm confessing to you. I don't think no one looks at confessing as toxic. But when you confessing to me that you want to go do something, I got to leave you because I want to go get something, that's kind of like, damn. Where I want to be is crazy. Just the title itself is like... Mind blowing, like you don't, you you don't want to be someone, it. <laughs> I knew you was gonna give us a line. Yes. Like, bro, it was crazy. But R and B music, I mean, bro, R and B music is just different. It's like, what is toxic to me? Like, that's another thing. Like, what is toxic? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, to me, it's like I don't, I don't think telling the truth is toxic. So, do you? Who do you care about? The one you lie to, or the one you tell the truth, truth to? I think you have the better relationship with the one you tell the truth to. I think that's something that women should start asking themselves. Why does he lie to me? If he lies to you, that means you're no longer a safe space. That's a really good point. Like, I only lie to the person that I know I don't want to hear their reaction or go through their craziness. You're the toxic one for not allowing me to tell you the truth. I like that. That's a, that's a good point. The game removed NBA Youngboy from his album because... He said the feature was too high. Okay. NBA Youngboy came back and said, bro, I gave you a 50% discount. The game says he's never been charged for a feature in his life. Yeah, I don't understand how we charge people for features. That's weird to me. And like, if I don't know you, I'm not going to... I guess I should charge you, but that's weird to me how... Like, I saw Megan Stallion say she paid Future 250000 Like, do you know how far that song has to go? you to make that 250000 back? My question is, because I don't know anything about the music industry, do I get to hear the verse before I pay for it, or I'm just paying and hoping oh, that no, you, you got no, some no, gold no, no, for no, me? No, 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 no,
the price is the price. So you could drop some garbage on me, and I, I, I gotta take it. The price is the price. Now here's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to show up with the money, and and be there while they do the verse to approve it. So somebody needs to be in the room to say they like this shit. But to expect to send money to an artist and then not be there and hope that they do right by you, that's tripping. Do you spend that much money and not make sure you get what you're supposed to get? I can't even imagine. First of all, how much does it cost to make a record? An album? Yeah. No, just a re- one, one song. Shit, some people can make a record for nothing. Some people need to, you know, it, it could cost a whole lot of money. I mean, it just depends. That's relative to the artist. That better be the number one single on the album. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't understand why artists are paying so much for these features. Like, I'd much rather you pay 250000 to promote the project, mm-hmm. to do something. But 250000 for a feature? And that's crazy. Remy Martin said that there's only five female rappers in the game who can actually rap. <laughs> who do you think those five are? She said it, not me. I, if you had to guess. It doesn't matter who can rap. The music business is not about who can rap. The music business is about who can make the better song that connects with their audience. So I don't think no one in history is going to put Soldier Boy in their top rappers of all time. But when that fucking, yo, he made a hit. So to me, when Remy says that, it's like, I get what she's saying, but rap is not about who can rap. It's about who can make the better songs. Like, like. Meek Mill is ill as a rapper. Like, Beans is ill. Like, Freeway, if you look at Philly rappers, they're ill. They're ill. And, you know, when Meek called Drake out, I know how he looking at it. He looking at it like, bro, this dude don't even do it. He don't even write. And he was right based on how, what hip-hop was built on. Supposed to be right. He was right. But the new culture is like, we don't care, bro. He has a better song than you. That's literally what happened. I know. That's the fuck. That's so, it's like... Meek should have won that, but he didn't because Drake had better songs and more theatrics, and Meek was treating it like rap. So I think Remy is coming from that old school mentality of like, you know, like these girls can't rap. Who cares if the city girl can rap? When they fucking records come on, do people sing it? Yes. Who cares if Megan can rap and she used the same flow? When the song come on, do people sing it? Yes. So you got to ask yourself, do you want, I always say it's two types of creatives, the type that create for other creatives and the type that create for the people. Like to me Nas is a rapper That raps for the creatives Like Nas is like When he makes a verse It's like other creatives Are like holy shit And to me Hove makes records for the people That's why he was bigger Okay so I'm gonna Close off with a quote um, And I just want you to tell me A little bit about it You said I don't look for big numbers I look for real numbers Yeah Tell me Because When I'm working with an artist Or when I'm working with anyone I want to know that you have a real fan base that you can activate when needed. Um, I think that, you know, someone can have a million streams or 10, 20 million streams on a song, but they're not interested in you, right? I want someone who has, who has a fan base, not an audience. So yeah, you have a huge audience on this one song. Like I can name a hundred songs that you know and you don't care or even care to know who sings them. But for me, I look for someone where it's like that guy has an audience and those people are going to show up and they love him for who he is and what he does. So for me, when I'm working with an artist, that's what's important to me. What's important to me is, is do you have an audience that can be activated? Not do you have, I mean, do you have a fan base that can be activated? Not do you have an audience that is like out here dying? Because 
audiences doesn't care. They just when it gets on their radar, they do. But fan base, like who do you like? Um, like rappers, like or? Drake. I love Drake. Drake I is crazy. Drake I love Kanye. I love Drake. I love Hove. Like those are my three favorite of all time. When they drop a project, I'm going to stop what I'm doing to listen. I might not love the project. Who cares? I'm a I'm a part of their fan base. I'm going to stop what I'm doing to tap in and listen to what they got going on. Because I'm a part of their fan base. I'm not an NBA young boy fan, right? I I don't I don't I'm not a fan of his. So I don't know his music like that. But I might know one song. That's because in his case, I'm the audience. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we focus on the music and the numbers when we should be focusing on who can move a culture of people, who can move a fan base of people. And to me, that is what it's about. Capital Records just signed up. Artificial Intelligence Virtual Rapper. Brilliant. Named FN Mecca, becoming the world's first AI artist to sign with a major label. I heard they gave a whole lot of money, too. He has 10 million followers on TikTok. That's amazing. Where is this going? Give me somebody you like. Just give me an artist you like. Meg Thee Stallion. Have you ever seen the live? Yes. You have? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So where I was going with this was that people tend to like artists, but I never have seen them live. Like most of the audiences have, like Michael Jackson is one of the greatest ever. I've never seen him live. I still listen to his music, right? So who cares if you're a virtual artist or if you're a real artist? Do you have a, do you have something that I can buy into and connect? Bro, I, most of the people that we love are just figments of our imagination that we look on TV or on our phone. We don't really know them. So to me, that's brilliant because all he, that guy needs is a fake song. He's like a look at him like a cartoon character. Yeah. Do you know this? Dun, 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 dun. What is that? Inspector Gadget. Boom. That was a hit record for him. Go, go, Power Rangers, you mighty morphin. That's a hit record for them, right? Think about it. Like, when you hear those songs, that's their hit song. Imagine if Inspector Gadget was rapping. We might know 15 of his songs right now. We, you're looking at it wrong. These people are like cartoon characters that have eyes. All you're doing is giving them a song that match, that goes with the eyes that we're looking at. And it can last forever. Like, Family Guy is one of my favorite TV shows. Stewie has been the same age for 20 fucking years. Sure has. 20 seasons He's been the same age And only Lois The Simpsons have been around Since fucking 30 years And Bart and them Are the same age It it never has to stop Think about it Seinfeld and Friends Huge shows Eight seasons Nine seasons maybe Made billions of dollars Mm -hmm. The Simpsons 30 seasons Does that mean that FN Mecca artist Whoever that is Can drop a thousand albums. He could drop albums a year from now. I mean, a hundred years from now. Who cares? How does culture get incorporated with this? It is culture. It's the same way anime is culture. It's the same way cartoon, cult, um, comic book culture. It's culture. Culture is all the same shit. I like the way you put that. That anime kind of culture. Get it? It's culture. It's just. It's just culture. Like, bro. Like, I love wrestling. I love wrestling. I remember when I found out wrestling wasn't real in third grade. I had a fit. I love wrestling. Bro, when you hear when you hear Shawn Michaels, I know I'm sexy. I know I'm cool. I got the moves. Like, bro, that shit is hard. When you hear when you hear fucking uh Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan, like, bro, those songs are gonna last forever because they they just soundtrack of the character. I think it's genius. FM Mecca is genius. We need more of those. Um so somebody, Scooter Brian just sold Scooter Brian. Brian just sold Taylor Swift's catalog for four hundred and five million dollars. 
but the catalog value will drop once she's done re-recording all her old music. Um, who who does this benefit, if anybody? Streaming platforms. Because what does it mean when an artist re-records their old music? Okay, so here how here how it goes. When you record a song today, that is a master. Whoever paid for that owns that, right? That is a master. I can record the same exact song. You own the publishing off the song, but that new version that I record is now considered another master. So then why do people need to own their masters if they could just go re-record? Well, because, because, well, a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is it might not sound the same. So like, you know, Matt Cobra Flex? Flex, uh, time to have, it's a new version on on Spotify. You know, Father MC had a record called What You Do For Me What You Do For Like It's a whole different version On Spotify Like it's a different version now So the way you heard it once It doesn't sound like that It's a different version Ooh. Yeah I'm saying But that's, that's how you Take control of your narrative All artists are gonna Start doing that I think music is like nostalgic for me So like I want to hear that I agree But that's what I'm saying So you're going to want to hear it So that's why The people that pay 405 million Are going to keep it And the people who are Taylor Swift stands Are going to only listen to her version Every The streaming platform wins both ways What's the best streaming platform out now? I don't know I love them all It depends on where you get your music from all right, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Once again, my name is Tamara, a.k.a. A Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, and this is The God Show, a.k.a. Goats and Underdogs. That's what the God stand for. Let's get it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.